This is the EPLOG audio experience. The views, thoughts and opinions expressed are the host's own and do not represent the views, thoughts and opinions of EPLOG Media Private Limited. The material and information presented here is for general information purposes and or entertainment purposes only. Listener discretion advised. This is the story of a woman who thought far out of the box. She had an incredible conscience and always thought for the people rather than just herself. She did many things, but among those, she was also the real inventor of the game we all know and love as Monopoly. But sadly, she wasn't given her dues for it until much later. The story of how this wonderful game became such a worldwide sensation is a bit of a bumpy one. This is the story of Lizzie Maggie. Lizzie was born on the 9th of May, 1866 in Illinois. Not a lot is known about her childhood, but if there's one thing I can tell you, it's that it undoubtedly shaped her into becoming a deep thinker as an adult. Lizzie grew up and worked as a stenographer and a typist. But that wasn't all. In her free time, she wrote poetry and short stories. She acted in plays and performed comedic routines on stage. In fact, she was also an inventor. In 1893, she was granted her first patent for her invention that helped make the typewriting process easier. Her creation allowed the paper to go through the rollers more smoothly and it also reduced the size of the margins and hence more words could be typed on a single page this patent was obtained by lizzie at a time when less than 1% of all patents were granted to women and if that wasn't enough then lizzie was also a profound feminist she had no desire to follow the norm of marrying young staying at home and taking care of the kids instead she built her career made her own money and bought her own land and her own house she only got married at 44 years old and never had any children and she always knew that women were as talented and capable as men they could do anything that the men could do When she was working as a stenographer, Lizzie was barely able to make ends meet for herself. This was the case for single working women all over the United States at the time. So to bring light to the issue, she published a newspaper advertisement and tried to auction herself off as a slave looking for a husband to own her. The intention of this advertisement was to show that the only ones who could really enjoy freedom both financially and socially in America were the rich white men this stunt brought lizzie's name into the limelight and she became known in her area for her quote radical feminist vision lizzie was also a firm georgist georgism is an economic philosophy that explains how instead of the government taxing income they should instead tax an individual for the land they own based on its value size location and usefulness after the tax is collected the government will use it to fund public goods and services 
many progressive economists at that time believed that implementing this philosophy would lead to economic equality and a gradual decline of poverty. Lizzie knew that if she wanted her views to be heard by the mass majority, she needed to reach them in a way that would make it worth their time. Lizzie's brilliant mind thought of making a board game to get her message across. The concept of board games were booming in America, even in middle-class homes. So Lizzie invented the landlord's game. By the end of 1906, she received her second US patent for her revolutionary board game. As you may have understood by now, the motive of the game was more than just to entertain. It was also to educate. She designed the game in protest to the large existing monopolists of the time. The game was a practical demonstration of the current system of acquiring land at a large scale and its consequences. It expressed how high rents make rich landowners even richer and the poorer tenants even poorer. Two sets of the game were made. The first set was the monopolist set and it was called monopoly. In this set, the goal was to establish a monopoly and drain others of their wealth. The second set was the anti-monopoly called the prosperity set. In this one, all players were rewarded during wealth creation. Lizzie believed that the monopoly set would help people understand the dangers of monopolies and unethical capitalism. And the prosperity set would subsequently help instill a morally correct thought process in young minds. As the game itself says, the monopoly game shows why our national housekeeping has gone wrong and the prosperity game shows how to start it right and keep it going right. Lizzie hoped that when kids played the game, they would recognize the unfairness of it and it would encourage them to challenge the existing system. Lizzie attempted to sell her game to the Parker brothers, who at the time were one of the biggest board game and toy manufacturers in America. But unfortunately, they declined. And as amazing and revolutionary the game was, it unfortunately did not sell much. However, some college economics professors learned of the game's existence and liked its unique combination of fun and education. They taught the game to their students and encouraged them to make their own board games as well. And unknown to Lizzie, the game was becoming quite popular among economic students. At the time, it was quite easy for board games to be made at home using cheaper and unstable material. And unfortunately, that meant that people snuck in their own changes and made up their own rules. People realized It was more fun to be a monopolist and try to bankrupt the other players. And so, not many people used the prosperity set and chose to use the monopoly set. And so, the game began increasingly being called the monopoly game. Now let's fast forward to 1932, nearly 30 years after Lizzie's first patent of the game. A new character enters the story. His name is Charles Darrow. During the Great Depression, Charles was among the millions who had lost his job. 
It was while he was at an old friend's house that he first encountered the Monopoly game. Charles and his friends played a homemade version of the game and he was immediately hooked. He loved the game so much that he wanted to try his hand at selling the game on his own. He created the now iconic character pieces and asked an artist friend to work on the design. In 1935, despite Lizzie's existing patent, Charles was also granted a patent and even successfully pitched the game to the Parker brothers who bought it from him. On top of that, he even lied about its origins. He claimed that it was his own invention and never gave any credit to Lizzie, the real inventor of the game. The game was an immediate success. In a year, more than a million copies were sold. Charles and the Parker brothers were raking in millions as the rest of the country was still recovering from the effects of the Great Depression. But it didn't take long for the Parker brothers to realize that Charles wasn't telling the truth. They discovered that the game's real inventor was Lizzie and her patent for the game was still very much valid and her patent for the game was still very much valid. So, they visited the now 70-year-old Lizzie. They told her that they loved her game and wanted to buy all the versions she had created. And Lizzie, of course, was delighted. She didn't know that Monopoly was already being sold against her right. And the idea of her board game being mass-produced and sold to people all over the world excited her. This was the moment she had been waiting for for the last 30 years. And so, for just a small sum of $500 and no royalties, Lizzie sold her patent to the Parker brothers. But their deceit wouldn't last long. Lizzie was shocked to see that somebody else was credited as her game's inventor. Somebody named Charles Darrow. She wanted her recognition and the money she was due. After all, she was entirely responsible for the unique concept of the game. All Charles did was just dress it up a bit. She tried to fight back through the press, but her story didn't get much traction. Ten years later, Lizzie passed away in 1948 at the age of 81. For many decades, her story was forgotten. Charles Darrow would unfairly become the first board game millionaire and lived lavishly for the rest of his life. Lizzie's story is a repetition of the age-old trope of men taking credit for the efforts of women. While she may not have been able to get her message across as she intended to, or made the millions she deserved, she was one in a million people who at least tried to do just that. Today, let us all give recognition to Lizzie Maggie for creating a game that I'm sure was a huge and integral part of all our childhoods. In fact, even as adults, we would never pass the chance to play a round of Monopoly. Let us also remember the women whose names have been erased from history because some men decided to take credit for hard work they barely did. With this, we reach the end of today's episode. 
We would love to know how the story of Lizzie Maggie has inspired you. Share your thoughts by connecting with us on our social media handle at Epilog Media on Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. For more stories of immaculate women who shattered glass ceilings, subscribe now to the Women in History podcast.